Welcome back, guys, to another special edition of the College Football Degenerates podcast. As always, I'm here with your boy, the degenerate Georgia fan, Michael Ahern. How, how are you doing today, bro? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, a little sad, though. As you know, as you may or may not know, the reports are in. JMU's head coach, Kurt Signetti, will be taking the Indiana job. It's really disappointing to see. Um, selfishly, I wish he'd stay. Uh, but it's not a surprise. Uh, I don't know why a lot of people are surprised by it or upset by it. Um, the thing is, if you're a really good uh, FCS team, your head or excuse me, Group of Five team, your head coach doesn't stay there very long because Power Five schools want him. Uh, I wish him all the luck, at, all the best at Indiana. Uh, but moving on from that. Got conference championship games tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, so excited for that, of course. And that's what we're going to be discussing this episode. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we previewed this a little bit on the episode that came out. The day of recording this is Thursday, so it should have come out for you today. But just to clarify... All due respect to the Conference USA Championship, New Mexico State and Liberty, and the AAC Championship with SMU and Tulane. We're going to look at the main Power 5 Conference Championships for time's sake and mainly because all of these games affect the college football playoff. And let's be honest, that's what everyone's here for. So, let's not waste any time. Let's get into the first conference championship game that we're going to talk about which is possibly going to be the most boring of course i'm talking about michigan versus iowa big 10 championship michael how do you want how do you think this is going to play out uh i don't think it's going to be particularly competitive um iowa doesn't have an offense um Simple as that. Uh, Michigan's defense is elite. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, Iowa has struggled to score all season. I don't know how they're going to score this game. Uh, if they're going to, it's going to be from special teams and defensive touchdowns, uh, which are kind of hard to project. Uh, I think this will be a very boring game. Um. I think Michigan will win pretty convincingly. If they don't, that's a, a big problem. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if there's going to be an upset, it's going to be from defensive touchdowns and special teams plays. Uh, I mean, Cooper uh, DeGene is really talented. He's uh, one of the best corners in the nation, and he's also the, uh, Iowa's uh, return man, and he makes electric plays. So if Iowa has any chance in this game, it's going to be from Cooper DeGene. Uh, I mean, I would love for Iowa to get the upset. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I'd um, I'd sadly have to agree. Um, I, I I honestly, seriously see the game ending like with like, if I had to predict the score, I'd probably predict like thirty to six Michigan. However, I will say this: in some big games. You know, excluding the Ohio State game from last year. Let's talk about the TCU game, playoff game, Michigan versus TCU. Why did they lose that game? Well, inevitably, it was because J.J. McCarthy could not hold on to the ball 
through some costly interceptions. Specifically, I believe it was two pick sixes. I know there was at least one. And that's honestly I was only way to victory. You know, they're either going to get defensive touchdowns or going to have to turn the ball over on Michigan's side of the field because, let's be honest, that offense can't move versus anyone, let alone what I would probably consider a top-five defense in the nation. But um, rip the Cade McNamara era. It was awful in Michigan. Even worse in Iowa. But, man, if he could win in a revenge game. I will say this, though, Michael. I know you're probably not going to do this. But we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Plus 1,500 for a conference championship where anything can happen is pretty crazy to me. But I'm, I'm probably going to hold off on that. Even so. Um, but let's let's get into... Let's get into an actually exciting conference championship game. And obviously, we're going to save the best two for last. So what I would say is probably the fourth best game. Let's talk about Louisville-Florida State. Now, Jordan Travis, if he was healthy, this would probably have been a much different game. But just to give my quick thoughts on it, you know, I really don't know how to predict this game going because... Let's be honest, Michael. We really don't know which Louisville team we're going to get. Are we going to get the, the you know the team that was amazing versus Notre Dame and Duke, or the team that loses to Kentucky and Pitt? I mean, goodness. In, in so many ways, Louisville has improved this year. I mean, they were top ten in the country, but then those old ways, man. It's sad, and I don't know. I feel like I weirdly enough feel like Florida State's got so much talent around the quarterback position that I really think the moment's too big for Louisville. I truly believe Florida state's going to pull it out, but um, Michael, how do you think it plays out? Um, Yeah, uh, I think it'll have to be Florida state. If Florida state wins this game, it's because other players stepped up for Tate Rodemaker, the uh, backup quarterback. He looked not that good against Florida. Um, but, yeah, as you pointed out, Florida State has a lot of uh, good weapons. I mean, Johnny Wilson, Ian Coleman, Jaheim Bell are all talented receivers. But I think if Florida State is going to win this game, and I think uh, in general this game is going to come down to Trey Benson. Uh, Trey Benson is a talented running back, but, um, yeah, the game's going to come down to him. Uh, he had 19 carries, 95 yards, and three touchdowns against Florida. Uh, he's going to have to maybe even exceed that. Uh, maybe not in the touchdowns, but definitely in the yards. I think he's going to have to have a 100-yard rushing game if Florida State wants to win this. Otherwise, it's going to have to also. It's probably also going to take um, uh, Florida State forcing some turnovers. They are the favorite at one and a half points. They're the more talented team, but no. Um, no, Jordan Travis is a big thing. Tate uh, Rademacher is going to be making his second start. Uh, maybe he can go out there and uh, play really good. I would. Uh, I'd like to see that. You know, uh, you hate to see a talented team like Florida State. While they've struggled throughout the year at times, they always won the game. Uh, no, Jordan Travis. Uh, you it, you hate to see it. Uh, Louisville. This is this is a big spoiler spot for Florida State because frankly, if Florida State loses this game, I don't think they're in, and if they win, I think they are. Um, are. Are they one of the four most talented teams in college football? No, but if the committee does not select a uh, thirteen and zero Florida State. 
because of Jordan Travis, then you're basically saying that the regular season doesn't matter. Because if you're an undefeated conference champion, and a power a power five conference champion, then you deserve to be in the playoffs. Simple put. Uh, I think I think Florida State will win this game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a really toss up. I keep on going back and forth. So I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's sure. that's fair. It's definitely it's definitely a toss up with Travis being out. I believe he was in. Just with how Louisville is coming into this game, it would be I don't want to say a blowout, but honestly that doesn't matter because sadly enough he's hurt, which might I add was a gruesome injury and just sad mm-hmm. to see man, especially a guy like that that stayed with them for his whole career just well, sad and and not his whole career. I mean uh, he he is a transfer guy. Uh, people forget he oh act- he ended up transferring. Yeah, or yeah, he actually started his career at Louisville. How many? I thought he. Well, he's been with Florida State at least three years, right? I don't know. I might um. I might be wrong. He was the, uh, He was at Louisville for one year in 2018. Oh, right. Shirt of the year and didn't really do much. I don't believe. Or no, he uh. uh he played like three games there. That's it. Uh, um, transferred to Florida State. Well, either way, a guy staying at least two to three years with the team, especially, you know, people that, you know, listen to it and just look back in the previous week. So many people from good teams, might I add, like a guy like Riley Leonard are going back in the transfer portal. So where loyalty is far and just not very, not very consistent anymore. It's just sad to see a guy like go down like that. But a hundred percent. Yeah, before we go into the, the three games, you just had me thinking, like, what would happen if they don't put a 13-0 Florida State team in there? Thankfully, I don't have, don't think we have to worry about that, because I think we all know they would, because that's the only thing they could really do to ruin what's going to come next year, which is, oh my gosh, the 12-team playoff. There's so many possibilities and everything, and as much as I want to talk about it, me and Michael have some extensive, you know, pod ideas for the off season, just breaking down the exact format of it, who we think could make it. And it's just really interesting because it changes the whole landscape of college football. Cause you know, when you had the BCS, it was the top two and now the top four, but you know, 12 teams, you could really have like, you know, I, I just keep using the example of last year. You look at that Tulane team who beat USC in the bowl. They would have, you know, had a first round matchup with Michigan last year, which again, you can still lean Michigan, but just very interesting because those group of fives, they get, you know, maybe one to two, a couple generational players, you know, maybe every five, 10 years. And on those years, you know, it would be nice to see them in the postseason. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, speaking of interesting, I really don't know if this is going to be a good game or a blowout, but the Big 12 championship with an Oklahoma State team who has been, oh my gosh, you want to talk about Louisville being inconsistent. I mean, you talk about Oklahoma State. This is a team that started off the season losing to South Alabama in week three. And then they end up beating Oklahoma, Kansas State, some really good teams. And then they lose to UCF by 42 points right after they beat Oklahoma. So, you know, it's it's kind of sad. Another injury. I think we can both agree. This would have been... I think a top three running back matchup, at least this year, Jonathan Brooks versus Ollie Gordon. I mean, Brooks was on to not only have a career year, but 
he was going to maybe have the best running back season in the country. And Ollie Gordon, I mean, a five-touchdown game last game, I mean, willed them single-handedly into this Big 12 championship game. It's going to be a crazy game, man. I just really don't know what Oklahoma State team we're going to get. And considering that, and considering Texas has to win this game. I mean, this is a this is a program-defining win for... I mean, Steve Sarkeesian especially, I truly believe I, I, I truly believe that he might be on the hot seat being close to getting fired if he loses this game. And people might think, oh, that's crazy. You know, he beat Alabama this yeah. year. He had some good wins. I, I actually completely disagree. I think if you lose this game, which again, I think will be very difficult for Texas to do, that would just be a huge miss in, in a playoff where a win by them and a win by almost every other team We'll get into it later about how the playoff could line up, but I think Texas is pretty close to in if they win. But um, yeah, as far as the game goes, I think it could be good. It could also be a blowout. I'm going to lean Texas. Michael, what, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think Texas will win. I think they'll probably control the game for most of it. However, if Oklahoma State is going to win, it's going to come down to Ollie Gord making some big plays as usual, and Quinn Ewers um, turning the ball over. Uh, Quinn Ewers is a talented quarterback. He's really good, but uh, occasionally he does uh, you know, turn the ball over. Every quarterback does, and if he turns the ball over a few times in this game, Oklahoma State has a real shot of winning it. Um, and I think um, probably for Oklahoma State, uh, some receivers are going to have to step up, like we saw in the game against Oklahoma at Bedlam. Um, I think that's how they're going to win this game. Uh, if it was, if it was to happen, I don't think it's going to happen though. I think Texas will control it. They're just the more talented team, and I wouldn't say that they'd fire Steve Sarkeesian if they lose this. But this is a very important game for them. Uh, the last Big 12 championship they have. And uh, I would agree, if they win this game, they'd be in a really good position to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think it's fully in their hands, per se. However, I think if they win it, they have a really good shot. I would I would have to agree. And again, I don't want to get into how I think the playoffs going to go until we get to that a little later. But I will just say, I think we can both agree, if a couple other things happen, the worst thing that could happen for the committee is for Texas to win and Alabama to win. Because what do you do there? I mean, do you leave Georgia out only losing an SEC championship? You can't leave Bama out and then Texas beat Bama. So you basically give Texas the best regular season win, in my opinion, out of any team in the country. So it gets really difficult, but... What's not difficult is to know that there's going to be fireworks tomorrow night in the Pac-12 championship. And, you know, I've heard some people say in the past that they don't like, you know, conference championship games being on the Friday, being singled out. I think this is great. I think this would be the most watched game of the day anyway, besides Georgia-Bama. But standalone, I think this is going to have insane TV ratings. And here's the thing. I don't need to ask myself. How would a game between Michael Penix and Bo Nix go? Because we got that week six. Both quarterbacks going over for 300 yards. Penix having four touchdowns, Nix having two. And, I mean, 
the play from, you know, Bucky Irving from the running back position and then Roma Dunze sealing the game in multiple ways, the two touchdown catches. This game is going to be a shootout. And I truly think this is the hardest game to pick, even harder than the Bama and Georgia game, because you have two teams with similar play styles. I would say Oregon has an edge on the defensive side of the ball, but Offensive side of the ball, I still think favors Washington. I know Bo Nix has been playing good, but the competition has not been there that much the last couple of weeks. And I think Washington had a little bit more of a gauntlet to end the season. And I also think it's crazy that undefeated Washington is almost a plus 300 dog. I know it's gone down to almost plus 250 during the week, but I think that's some crazy disrespect, you know. Oregon easily could have won the game if, you know, their kicker made that and they ended up going to overtime. But let's be honest, that didn't happen. You know, Oregon could have made more plays earlier in the game. And Washington inevitably got it done. You know, probably, probably coach of the year runner up could be coach of the year in Caleb DeBoer. I mean, I think they've won 19 in a row. And if you look at that, there's like, I believe, seven or eight ranked wins in there, which Washington was not doing before he got there. I truly believe that Michael Penix is going to be the best quarterback on the field. I think Roma Dunze is going to be the best wide receiver on the field. And I think that matters a lot. And I was trying to see, you know, what factor would be the deciding one. And, Michael, I want your quick thoughts on this. I think the one weakness I've been seeing in Washington's game near the end of the season, where has Jalen Polk been? Now, I know he's been struggling with injuries. And I know it was raining hard in that Oregon State game, but he has been struggling a lot with drops. And the wide receiver play beside Roma Dunze has been really hit or miss. So, Michael, do you, do you think that could be a big factor in this game? Or do you think a Dunze's production is just enough to, to get him there? Uh, I think uh, Washington will need another guy to step up. Uh, Jalen Polk's the obvious guy there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Washington's offense, for as good as it has been, when it's when it's at its uh, peak, it's probably the best offense in the nation up there with an LSU. Um, the problem is um, for the for a few weeks this year, um, Washington has looked uh, iffy. Um, if you go back to probably like before the Oregon game. Um, and, and actually the Oregon game as well, they looked like one of, if not the best teams in the nation. Um, but ever since then, it's been iffy, uh, like the game against Arizona state, uh, and then Washington state last week, um, some iffy performances from Washington, but yeah, I think someone else will have to step up other than Roma Dunza, um, as, that happens uh washington's offense would be ridiculous and they might be able to just outscore oregon i think if it gets into a shootout for as great as oregon's offense is and they have a really good offense um i think washington wins a shootout yeah um so is that your final prediction you're in, you're taking washington no, no, I don't think uh, I don't think Jalen Polk though. Will. I, I'm saying if it was to happen, uh, kind of agreeing with what you were saying with Jalen Polk, uh, they need him to step up. I just don't know if they will. Uh, I don't think this will be a massive shootout. Is more of what I'm saying. I think Oregon does it win this game. I think Oregon will control it. I think 
Um, I think Oregon's the better team. I thought they were the better team in the game against Washington. There's some, you know, the ball didn't fall the right way a few times. Um, and I think, um, I think Oregon's going to win this game, which will cause a lot of problems for the committee because uh, a one-loss Washington team, in my opinion, is still good enough for the playoffs. They just need some help. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's really tough. Uh, I think Oregon's going to win. I don't. I, I think Washington will cover the spread, so I think it'll be closer than what is it like ten and a half? Um, I don't have it up until let me pull it up real quick. Uh, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be a close game. But I think that it won't be nearly as high scoring. Uh, I mean, the the lines at sixty six and sixty five and a half. I think if it gets up to around like the seventies, like points total combined, I think Washington wins. I think Oregon will manage to play a good defensive game because uh, they kind of need to. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think yeah, the lines at ten right now. So I think I think it'll probably be a touchdown. And I think it'll be a lower scoring game than some people think. That's my pick. Though, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's respectable analysis. I personally am going to lean the other way. I think That's Washington's fair. offense is going to click, which again, might be might be a little interesting to hear with how they've looked the last couple of weeks. But I personally think they've just been looking ahead to this moment. This is huge. I mean, you look at how close they got with Washington State. Now, again, Washington State's a good team. And... Cam Ward transferring. That's definitely an offseason topic, but whew, whatever team he goes to, I think could be dangerous. But yeah, I'm going to have to lean Washington. I think big game from Roma Dunze. I think Penix is going to have a huge game. I don't see them running much, and it, it's going to be a shootout. I, I personally think it's going to be high scoring, but you know, like you said, there, there's really a chance for it to go both ways. Um, yeah. But moving on to, I mean, I personally think no debate, the most important and what's probably going to be the best game. We have Alabama versus Georgia, SEC championship. I mean, huge implications. It feels like it's been this way for the last couple of years. Alabama, Georgia, I mean, SEC championship usually ends up being them too, usually for a spot or multiple spots in the playoffs are almost confirmed. And, you know, this year I don't feel like that's the case. I don't think both teams get in here. I think, you know, it's so hard to pick this game because if you look, Georgia, honestly, has not had that big of a weakness. You know, they've had sometimes some slow starts, but their second halves, I mean, specifically their third quarters, no one has been able to keep pace with them. Um, the only team that even got close was Missouri. And you could say Auburn, but... I think everyone knew that game that Auburn was just going to choke and Georgia at Carson Beck. That was the Carson Beck coming out game right there. I mean, they probably hit on every third and long. I know because I bet on Auburn, so I remember it very vividly, you know. But I think it just comes down to the quarterback play. And, you know, you look at the last couple of weeks, Jalen Milrow, awful game versus Auburn. They got a very stupid and lucky touchdown to put them in the game. But I think for him... It's going to come down to his legs. You know, he's a good deep ball thrower, but Jalen Milrow is on the field because of his legs, and I think he's going to have to create a lot of plays. And 
I'm interested to see if the moment's too big for him. I mean, the Texas game definitely was, and he knows coming into this game, it is all on him. You know, I think this is one of Alabama's weaker, if not the weakest running back room I've seen Alabama have. And, you know, the wide receiver plays okay, but this is going to have to be the Jalen Milrow game. And personally, personally, I don't know if he can do it. And, you know, you look to the other side and you look at a guy like Carson Beck, who I could not say enough negative things about in the offseason, mainly because I didn't know what to expect and I hate Georgia. But (laughs) from a completely non-biased standpoint, Carson Beck, I believe, should probably get an invite to be one of the finalists for the Heisman. You know, probably the fourth guy, toss up of who. And, I mean, you look at what he's done for the team. He's had just insane poise, accuracy, throws you didn't think he was even capable of making. And it's been frustrating to see, but as a fan of the sport, it's also been great to see. Because, I mean, you look at his connection with Brock Bowers, Lad McCockney especially, like, you know, people can say, oh, it was close versus Georgia Tech. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. They sat most of their players. Brock Bowers, I don't even believe he played. He might have barely played. McConkey didn't. didn't play. Yeah, and, you know, I just, I know Georgia's going to get stops. I'm not completely confident that Alabama's going to get enough. Of and I haven't really seen a huge weakness in Georgia's game. So, you know, as much as I want Alabama to win this game, cause chaos, I really don't see a way they do. I don't see a huge way that Georgia does not win their third straight national championship. But as it just pertains to the game, I see it being a shootout. <sighs> if I had to pick a score, I'd probably say, I, I, I think it's going to be 35-31 um, Georgia. I think it's going to be a great game, though. I think it could be a, a decent-sized lead, 10-14 to 14 by Georgia going into the fourth. And then, you know, Bama storming back at the end just not being enough. but. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game, Michael, as the Georgia fan. How do you think it's going to go? I mean, I know how you think it's going to go, but how do you think it's going to go? Um, I think if Alabama wants to win this game, uh, you were talking about Georgia not having a weakness, and to a, a degree, I agree, but um, their weakness is uh, stopping the quarterback runs. Uh, and Jalen Miller is really good at that. Uh, I'll say that you saw in the Georgia Tech game, they had troubles with stopping the quarterback run. They had it a little bit in the Auburn game. They had it in the Missouri game. The only game that they didn't, and I thought this was going to be a lot worse, was in the Ole Miss game. Uh, and I think uh, the likes of Smile Mold and the likes of someone like a C.J. Allen are going to have to step up big time. I think the loss of Dumas Johnson – um, has really hurt us against um, really mobile quarterbacks. Um, so I think if Auburn, I mean, excuse me, if Alabama's going to win this game, it's going to be because of that. However, I think uh, knowing someone like a Kirby Smart, as we saw in the Missouri game, uh, Brady Cook hurt us rushing. Next week, Jackson Dart, who is a better rusher than Brady Cook, um, he was a bit of a no-show when it came to running the ball. He just didn't hurt us nearly as much. So when we see someone like a Haynes King have success running the ball, I expect the next week Georgia's defense to step up big time 
and limit those rush attempts. We need to, if Georgia wants to win this game, they need to force Jalen Milrow to be more of a passer than a rusher. Uh, he's a good passer, obviously, but um, when he's not taking off and running, uh, it's a lot easier for the linebackers and the secondary to play true uh, to their guys. And I think they'll probably get a big touchdown eventually. Uh, it'll probably be on uh, the first drive, too, and everyone will overreact. But uh, I think Georgia will stay poised. Um, when I watched that Alabama-Auburn game, Auburn had a lot of success rushing the ball in that game. They had, I believe, 244 rushing yards on Alabama. Um, and teams have had success running on Alabama this year. Uh, and that's big for Georgia as uh, Kendall Milton has been putting out big game after big game. He's getting better and better every week. And someone like Dejon Edwards, uh, Dejon Edwards, I think he is bound for to have a really good game. He hasn't had one in a while. Um, so I think if Georgia's going to win the ball and win the game, it's going to be running the ball and limiting Alabama running. Uh, no Jace McClellan for Alabama this week. He is hurt. So that's a, a big loss. But I think Georgia will win this game. Um, to pair off what Toby did, I'm going to say a final score. I'm going to go maybe 33-21, um, I think it'll be a game that's more competitive than maybe that score says. I think Alabama will play Georgia good. But I think Georgia ultimately will win this one, um, knowing the fact that it seems like for some ever reason, if Georgia loses this game, they will be out of the playoffs. I don't really agree with that. I think Georgia's better than Oregon or Texas or Florida State or uh, Washington or any of them. I think they're a better team, even if they get a loss. I think they're more deserving than a Texas. Um, you could have said before the season, no, but then you look at that. Uh, the Missouri, you look at the Ole Miss, you uh, look at the Tennessee win. Those three ranked wins in a row, uh, those matter. Um, and Missouri and Ole Miss are really good teams. Uh, now I have both of them in my top ten still um, because they're good, they're good teams. So that's how I feel. I think Georgia will win this game. Uh, I think they'll get some big plays. I think Brock Bowers will also have a good uh, game, but that goes without saying. Brock Bowers always shows up in big games. Yeah, unfortunately he does. And unfortunately I have to agree with you. Um, to wrap up this special edition of the College Football Degenerates podcast, let's take a look at how the playoff picture would play out. So, you know, this will be a joint discussion. Um, so let's look at, let's look at going into the, going into this week of games and, and the conference championships who we can both agree without a doubt who is in before the games even start. And me personally, I think that's only one team. And again, I, I know you're a Georgia fan, but I think you can't, you can't discount the fact that they're not, they're not a hundred percent in before the game starts. I think the only team that is personally is Michigan. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would agree with that only on the fact that I don't think Michigan loses. I think if Michigan loses this game, they're not making the playoffs. They didn't have the, the schedule for it. Uh, but I don't think they're going to lose. Uh, I think they've done uh, – I think Iowa has shown what team they are. Um, I mean, who knows? Iowa does have a history of beating 
the number two team um, in the world. Wait, no, that was Purdue. But actually, Iowa has as well, I believe. Um, so I don't um, – I think if Iowa wins this game, no, I think Michigan's out. They don't have a schedule for it. I just don't think they're going to. And when you look at – I mean, they're a 22-point favorite. If they were to uh, – I can reasonably say they're not going to lose. Michigan's not going to lose. So – yeah, I guess I agree. Michigan is a lock. Okay. I, don't think now, I don't think Iowa has a chance. Let's let's go with just the most realistic. So Michigan, and then before we get into hypotheticals, Michigan and the winner of the SEC championship is in. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Michigan, the winner of the SEC championship. I think if Washington wins. They're 100% in. We don't even need to ask that, okay? Yes. If Oregon wins, are they 100% in? I don't personally think so. I don't think 100%. Um, Do you? It's close. I don't know. Um, the only way for me to say that Oregon doesn't make it in is if the winner of the SEC championship game is Alabama, Texas wins, and Florida State wins. If all three of if all of those threes happen, I think Oregon is out. Um, so Oregon really needs Alabama. In fact, all of these teams uh, that are on the outside looking in really need Georgia to win this game because uh, if Alabama wins, then their chance of getting in plummets. Yeah, I'd um I have to agree. You know, instead instead of just looking at hypotheticals. Let's just let's just each give a prediction. I'll give mine first. So, I think I picked Georgia. I just want to I just want to get a little crazy, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick as if Alabama wins. So if Alabama wins, I think the one seed will be Michigan. I think the two seed will be Washington. I think Washington's gonna win. Bama wins. Obviously, they're in with the three seed, and then. I think personally, again, I picked them to win because of talent, but just to get crazy, I, I, I could easily see Florida State losing that game, but Florida State loses, Texas is obviously in. So it, it, that fourth spot, I don't think Georgia makes it over the Texas Big 12 championship, and I don't think Georgia makes it over an undefeated Florida State team because you can't leave either of those two teams out. And if you leave Texas out after Alabama winning, you show the regular season, it means nothing because they beat Alabama. There's so many... This is going to be so hard for the committee. I think we can both agree the way that... The most realistic way the most chaos could be caused, because again, I don't think Iowa beating Michigan is realistic, is Alabama winning, Texas winning, Florida State winning, and I guess Oregon winning. But, yeah, I guess my final playoff prediction is Alabama, Michigan, Washington... I guess Texas. I I just I feel like it's gonna be hard for Florida State to pull it out. But that's also contradicting. So, but I guess either Texas or Florida State. So, but what what's your prediction if Georgia wins? Because you did predict Georgia to win. I did. I did. I guess if my prediction of Georgia wins, I'm gonna go Georgia the one seed, Michigan the two seed, Washington the three seed, and then like I said, either Texas or Florida State. Texas if Florida State wins, they're in. I think I, I no matter what Florida State's they're a team that really does control their whole destiny. No matter teams that control their own destiny, Alabama, Georgia, Florida State, Washington. 
I don't think Oregon and Texas do. I think some other stuff needs to happen if they win. I don't think they're automatically in. But really interesting, Michael. How do you, who, who the final four do you think they're going to be? Uh, I'll think. I think it will be uh, Georgia. I think it will be Michigan. I think it will be Oregon at three. I think Oregon beats Washington. And I've sat here more. I think. I think Louisville gets the upset, slight upset over Florida State. I think this is a. I mean, if Florida State's defense isn't the best performance that they've had all year probably or at least one of the best i don't think they win this game i think limiting um i think limiting um louisville's offense which has been good i think watching and jack plum i think he has a good game so i think this is not a great matchup this was not a great matchup even with jordan travis if i was being honest i thought this could have been an interesting game so I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna lean Louisville to win this one. That's my prediction. Um, but because of that, it's gonna come down to one spot, and I think I will go. I'll have to go Texas then. Um, Which would be an would, insane playoff. That would be. I mean, you have Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Oregon. Those games on paper are gonna be insane. Yeah, because uh, I think the fact that Ohio State isn't playing a um, conference championship game really hurts them. And I think, um, frankly, if it came down, let's say even Texas lost. I think if Texas loses to Oklahoma State, let's say, which would be a massive upset, I think they would choose a one-loss. I think they should choose a one-loss Washington team over a one-loss Ohio State team. Because then it's like you're punishing them for playing an extra game. I don't think that's fair, in my opinion. And you saw last think, year in that game, I mean, you saw it with TCU, similar layouts. They put TCU in. Now it was a little simpler, but still, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, so I think my four will be uh, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, uh, Texas. And you know what? I'll give a little bit of a um, – a, uh, championship. I think Georgia beats Texas. I think Oregon beats Michigan, and I think Georgia wins in um, the national championship. That would be my pick. Um, I think Oregon will play an okay game, but um, some things never change, and Bo Nix beating Georgia. Uh, I don't think that's changing. I guess I'll give uh, a prediction. I'd probably have Georgia over Texas. No, and I'd excuse, probably me, Bo, excuse me, Bo Nix not beating Georgia. Yeah, and he's never beat him in his career. And he's going to continue that. Last game, yeah. he's going to throw some terrible pick six or something like that. All right, let's stop the Bo Nix slander, which a man that's okay. right now. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not disagreeing. Bo Nix is a great player. He's having a great year. He just he sees the, the red and black and he I don't know he is Oh, I mean like you are right. I mean last year's opening game if that told you anything. But yeah. Yeah, I have Georgia beating Texas in a good game. Michigan beating or beating Washington in a good game. And I I think this would be Michigan's year to beat Georgia, but again, Michael's predictions, my predictions, fun to talk about, you know, but we don't know what's going to happen. And that's why we all get to witness it and experience it on Friday and Saturday the greatest sport in the world the best time of year to be watching it 
Um, and you know, if, if you want to DM us on Instagram or on a post comment, your predictions, we'd love to chat with you about them and see them. And me and Michael have a pretty big announcement to make. So every year for the last couple of years, not because of college football, but me, Michael and a buddy of ours have had a tradition going on to where every new year's Eve, we always hang out. We always hang out. And if everything can fall in place, you know, finishing the design and everything, we could have a post on Instagram of the two of us in the first ever edition of the College Football Degenerates merch. All right. And there will be a giveaway and it's going to be good. It's been a good year. Michael, do you have, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, no. Uh, again, as always, we appreciate y'all listening. Make sure to rate the podcast, share it with your friends and family. Make sure you follow us on the socials at College Football Degenerate Podcast. No, and, um, yeah, uh, it does really mean a lot to us if y'all could do that. Um, if you can't, that's fine. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. That's, I mean, that's all we really want y'all to do. Um, but yeah, again, hope you're having a great day. Uh, hope you're excited. For college football uh, conference championships games, I mean, how can you not be? Um, yeah, so uh, goodbye.